0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Your Coffee podcast. My name is Ryan, And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. Today we're going to have a little bit more of a chill episode. It's been it's been a busy
1: week. It's been yeah. a busy couple of weeks actually, I think. It's been like uncharacteristically busy, there's been weddings, there's been work, work in a global pandemic. I mean, who would have absolutely thought it? Not me. <laughs> it's been a wild
0: time. There's been A&E's has been scans it's just, it, it's a wild time so we figured that coming back to the podcast today we would just take, take it easy in pajamas
1: I mean I'm not wearing pajamas but you do you thank you speak of taking it easy sometimes you want to take it easy on different platforms and there mm-hmm. are many platforms you want to take it easy with us on and those platforms are Spotify Apple Podcast Google Podcast and Stitcher at Hawkins do you copy then you can find us on social media at Instagram Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins podcast and then Tumblr and YouTube at Hawkins do you copy interact with us find us talk to us question of the week two weeks some weeks it's been a couple of weeks <laughs> we asked you what are your favorite moments on the show And we we got a few. We got a few favourite moments. All of them, weirdly, were season two. So these favourite moments were Will standing up to the mind flayer. I really like that moment, actually. I think, like, the moment when he's on the field. And I think I've seen that behind-the-scenes shot as well, you know, where they've got, like, the blue screens all around. And just the camera panning and him kind of standing there just shaking. And it just looks a lot cooler. In show mode than it does in behind the scenes. But regardless, yeah. it is a good moment. It's a cool moment. Um, Elle's return in season two. You think all hope's lost? Bam. There she there is. There she is. <laughs> um but no, just all the reactions in that and like Mike's reaction after, I think it's just very, very cool. I appreciate. Um when Callie says your friends can't save you, and Elle replied, No, but I can save them. It's just, I think, yeah, it's just a good moment for her as well that she's finally just been like, actually, you know what? I'm going to live for me and I'm going to yeah. do what I want to do, like, regardless of what everyone else. And that's kind of carried on for season three as well. When we see her at the mall, she's like, you know, we make our own rules and yeah. all of that kind of thing. So it's just nice. What is your favourite moment? Um, it can be from season two. It can be from <laughs> not season two.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. There's so many, like, really good ones. A lot of them involve... Joyce, I've said before, I really like the intro to season two. I do really like the intro to season two. I like the way that they played with the kind of the music and the transitions, and reintroducing us to the characters, and then post the like intro, we then get introduced to newer characters. You know, like Bob with the pumpkin like trick or treat bucket, and Murray like the bit where Murray shows and he's like, "Get away from me!" Like that's really funny. I just think that that's all done really well. Um, I really like the bit where Hopper and Joyce are sharing cigarettes and they're kind of like reminiscing. I think that's really cool. Um, and I do really like Robin's coming out moment in season three and also when Elle sees them all for the first time and kind of has that moment of, I can do what I want to do. I don't really like
1: that. I really like the shed scene,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: pre-should-I-stay-or-should-I-go right playing and also after-should-I-stay-or-should-I-go playing, like when he's doing the Morse code and then just, I think Noah's reaction, just as he's trying to, like, as he's really trying to hold back the mind flayer, I guess as the mind flayer as well, and just the whole, let me go, and then the voice changing in the edit, it's just, I, I, that always sticks out to me, as a creepy moment, and also the moment when he is in the hospital, uh, you just woken up from after the fire burning situation yeah and it's such a small moment but when they ask him does he recognize who mike is and as he turns around it's just like his eyes go first and then he's like that's my friend mike and it's just it's so creepy and yeah you can kind of look at it like oh he remembers his friend but i look at it every time it's like oh that's awful that's the mind and just, player. <laughs> yeah and it's oh i i, I love it i all my moments are will moments. Are we
0: surprised? I mean, absolutely not. But you're absolutely correct. And Noah Schnapp should have won that Emmy.
1: I will give on. enough one. I will give enough one. Um, In season one, when Mike says the Demogorgon is tired of your silly human bickering. <laughs> iconic. Absolute you're iconic singing. moment. So, today, we have scoured the internet. And because we were thinking we want to do something on theories. And... We were talking about some of this a while back, actually. Like, how can we kind of bring it in? How can we analyse without, you know, overly like thinking too much of our own opinions and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And we looked on Reddit. a Hotspot for theories, to be honest.
0: Everything's on Reddit. Like, I don't think there's anything that's not on Reddit. I think you could find anything if you dug enough on Reddit
1: um so um reddit
0: no reddit is the reddit is a brilliant website and i love reddit for theories and forums and discussions but reddit is the like dimension line between the safe internet and the dark web (laughs) like that's what reddit is what, what is that one?
1: 50 it 50-50. Ready
0: 50/50.
1: No. <laughs> there's morbid curiosity and then there's... There's that. I don't want to think. Um, anyway, back to Stranger Things. Um, so we're on r slash Stranger Things. As you do. As you are. I follow that, um, yeah. Phenomenal. Um, and I was looking back. I googled a few things. And someone had made a master post of loads of theories... Pre-season two, or yep. like just after season two. So these are all things that people have done in and up to 2017. So we thought it'd be fun to essentially go through this, talk about things that if they still hold up, if they don't hold up. And what's really cool actually is on this master list, there are things that people got right yeah. about season two. So if they've got things about right about that, could they have possibly got things right about season four onwards? Who who knows? So that's what, that's what we're going to be talking about today.
0: Yeah. So what we're going to do is kind of go through, Emily will choose some, I'll choose some, and we'll kind of read it to the other person. So we're kind of having that reaction and then discussion as a theory. Like some of these, I think, we know and have kind of like touched on before. But some of them I'm kind of looking at and I'm like, hmm... So, you found this on our internet deep dive, so do you want to go first and pick a theory to spray on me and everyone listening so we can discuss?
1: Yeah. So, this post um, was from the 11th of October, 2016. So, this is just gone season one, right? I think so just gone season one, definitely pre-season two. And this is the monster that abducts Will is not the demogorgon. I'm probably not gonna read the entire thing out because obviously it's you know it's, it's quite a bit to read. Um so I will, I'll pick out little highlights and obviously the we'll link the master list so you can go and read it yourself. Um okay, so this person says, this is smoke words every day. Um, and they've said, I think the upside down is entire. Dimension inhabited by monsters. In the first episode, when Will was abducted, the monster follows him using the front door and unlocks it with telekinesis. The monster then materializes soundlessly behind Will in the shed. Compared to what we see later on, when the Demogorgon is spotted, it is always making noise and running like an animal. It doesn't use doors or slowly pursue a target and it violently rips holes between dimensions attacks like a beast. And then it mentions about, about Barb and then how Barb's taken as well. So, if this is the case, how was Will able to escape the monster and hide after being taken? If it was the Demogorgon that took Will, it would immediately take him to the library instead. Instead, it appears like Will was able to find a hiding spot before the Demogorgon ever began hunting him down. If this is the case, it makes sense that whatever took Will to the other side was not the same monster as the Demogorgon. Um, the fact that the monster was in the shed was able to use telekinesis while the Demogorgon seems to use brute strength beyond dimensional tearing makes it seem like there's some connection to Eleven as well. I'm pretty convinced we saw two separate monsters in the first season, with more to come from the first one that still survives. Thoughts?
0: I am really here for this as a theory. I have been really vocal about the fact that I think it's really weird that Will was able to survive. Mm. Well, like, Barb died immediately, Hoffa gets caught up in the vines, like, Nancy... Obviously, is able to get out, but does the Demogorgon does kind of like hunt her because of the blood, and it looks for the blood whereas Will isn't bleeding at any of that time, like when he's taken. Um, so I've always thought that was a little bit weird. You said some things there that, like, in that that kind of made my brain just go like five thousand miles an hour. What if it was L? This is something that
1: I have seen a few times because for a good while, and I think it's on this master list as well, there was a theory that L was the Demogorgon.
0: Like, with opening the door, the kind of, like, taking him, knowing where to find him, recognising him in the series, and then suddenly the next morning, I know it's because she escaped from the lab, then the next morning, she appears in the forest. Hmm. What if, like, <laughs> I don't want to be like, this is so, like, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a werewolf situation. But what if it's like she forgets? No, but you know, like at no. night?
1: No, I know what you mean, yeah. But
0: like, she forgets that she does certain things. What if that's like part of it? Like, she forgets that she can do certain things. Hmm. Or she, like, or she become something
1: else i mean there was stuff obviously in season one where it seemed to be like there'd be little triggers which would make her then remember things yeah and wild theory well it's not really theory i'm just making assumptions obviously in the six second teaser um we'd seen flashbacks to her in the lab and
0: yeah surely
1: we would have seen that previously so i mean it, it holds up i think there are things that go against it um Obviously, there is the fact that, one, it was five years ago. And at the time, I I don't know how much they assumed there would be a season two at this point. I'm going to imagine it was possibly in the pipeline because I think they filmed season one and two pretty close together.
0: Yeah, because we had them just over a year apart because it was like July 2016 was season one and then it was October 2017 that we had season two.
1: Yeah, and we obviously know that... I'm sure that I've read somewhere or it's in one of the books that Noah was told, just hold tight because you're going to have a big storyline in season yeah. two. So I'm, I'm going to assume that, that obviously they'd known stuff. So, you know, and obviously the comic book that came out, um, shows will being hunted down by a dummy organ, but obviously we know of the comics. They are not technically canon yeah. as such that I personally assume the Will comic is canon, that's just for me that it feels like the most logical one because it runs alongside the show um, but let's throw that out of the window just for one second if that's a big plot point and it wasn't that that was hunting him down why would they release that in a comic Like they're not going to release it in a comic are they no. that'd be something they'd be within the show and, and we obviously we don't know what's coming in season 4 we've been quite vocal about who And what we think possible villains are going to be. Maybe there's a tie to that. Who knows? I mean, if that's what it has been, if they've been playing the long game and that's been there for that long, that's kind of impressive. Which I know is how TV works. (laughs) But you (laughs) know what I mean? If it was something that this person picked up five years ago and then was like, I don't think that's right.
0: That would be really cool. That is really cool. It's really cool.
1: I feel like we should do like a rating system for this. Do we go like a I don't want to say it's a yay or a nay, but
0: how many demagorgons do you rate this theory out of five demagorgons?
1: Out of five demagorgons, um I will give this one, I'll go in the middle of this one. And I'm gonna say a solid three.
0: Me too.
1: I would I'd like it to be true, because I agree with you that things like the telekinesis stuff doesn't line up because we don't see that then happen.
0: Well ever again. We we don't see the demogorgon do it. Yeah, that's what again. I mean, yeah. But the exact same movement of the lock opening is seen by L in season two.
1: Yeah. So obviously we don't see it with the demogorgon. No. Um so something isn't right there, but I've it probably was. It probably was. So I'm gonna go with three. What what are you gonna go with?
0: I'm also going to go with the three. I've also just had a thought, like, if the Demogorgon's are telekinetic, why can't they fight with telekinetic powers? Can you imagine if they try and close the gate and then the Demogorgon just screams at the gate and then it keeps it open?
1: That is a point, because, obviously, I mean, we would presume that the Mind Flayer has some kind of telekinesis or something yeah. like that. That maybe it was the Mind Flayer the entire time. That, that would be a cool but I, It wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with a three as well. Three Demogorgons out of five Demogorgons. Cool. Three out of five. There are some interesting comments on there as well, but I would say read that to yourself because we could be here for ages going through all the Reddit comments on this theory. So thank you for that one. That was really cool. Three Demogorgons. Yeah,
0: three Demogorgons. Okay, so I'm going to read one which I have never heard before. Okay, um, but I think is a really cool one. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially that Terry's sister, so Aunt Becky, is not actually Terry's sister, but she was put there by MK Ultra to monitor Terry. Oh, okay. I think that's really cool. So this is by Follow Me WP. So this is Joyce and Hopper's visit to Terry Ives. His house is not all it seemed. I'm not sure if this has been posted here before or if it's self-evident or something, but... For those who forgot, Terry is Jane's 11's, mother, who participated in the MKUltra training and miscarried a child who Terry believed was taken by the government and experimented on. Joyce and Hopper visit her to find out more about her child, but Terry is unable to move or speak and it is Terry's sister that explains everything, telling Joyce and Hopper about how Terry actually miscarried her child and that she went insane. I think Terry does not have a sister and that her sister was actually part of Dr Brenner's team. She was sent to Terry's house to throw Hopper and Joyce off the trail. She paralysed Terry with some kind of drug that stopped she from being able to move or speak and then told a lie about how Jane was never born and the whole thing was a crazy story made up by Terry. When they were leaving, Joyce notices Terry's lips moving, and I think this is her fighting against that, um, trying to ask Joyce and Hopper for help. Um, I think the whole condition is pretty strange, and her sister's behaviour is strange too, uh, as she calls it all hippie crap and make-believe, which is why I think this might make sense. Obviously, in season two, we know more about Becky and Terry and what happened with Terry, Mm -hmm. but that is interesting. Like... That is an interesting idea. Yeah, like the way she contacts people
1: Yeah, as well. That... Does she phone the police or does she phone the lab or something like that in season she, one? I can't remember who she calls.
0: In season one? And she does it in season two as well.
1: Yeah, she does. Yeah. It is... I've never thought of that before. But Me it's either. also one that would make sense. Because obviously Terry can't answer for herself. No. We see... She's mentioned in the book. I'm sure Becky's mentioned in the Suspicious Minds book, isn't she? Let, let's presume she is. But then again, that goes with the kind of thing from the previous theory of the comics, that if there was something like that, plot-wise, they're not going to announce it in something. They're not expecting people necessarily to go out of their way to read.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I just think it's kind of cool. Like I... It is, I think, you think, okay, then season two came and, you know, she says that Elle can stay with them and she's, like, much more, like, open with everything. And then she calls. Then she goes to call the Mm police. Like, that's what's interesting is, like, if your niece, if this member of your family comes to you and you know that something is shady because your sister has literally become completely unable to speak for herself and look Mm. after herself and is so unaware of so many things if you've seen that happen and then this child who you were told had died is now alive and is able to do these things why would your initial thought be to go and contact people that you Mm. think were hurting her in the first place yeah why are you doing that that wouldn't be my first thought my first thought would be to try and keep her as safe as
1: possible. Mm. Yeah, that is that is true actually. That I mean, it's one of the things that I don't know what I'd do in that situation. If I if I really think about it, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call the lab, um, no. or that kind of thing. But I don't know. Does she call the lab? I, I don't know. Am I already, or making am I making up that bit of information? She calls some people. She that calls are kind someone of higher that, up, right?
0: Yeah. I want. I don't know if it's police. I want to say it's police. But she still goes to an authority when I feel like mm. you wouldn't. Not necessarily, not immediately, not the same no. day she just arrived. I feel like you try and sort out the situation first.
1: Yeah. Is that a tricky thing where, logically, maybe you would, because it is a random child, mm-hmm. essentially, who has turned up, that you're kind of like how Benny does. In season one, where naturally the thing you do is call like the child services and yeah. be like, "I found this child that's come here, looks really hungry, yeah. something isn't right."
0: Well, that that makes more sense to call like some kind of like social services. Like that definitely makes sense. I feel like Benny hmm. doing that makes more sense. I don't. I, I feel like Terry tries to call Hopper, but.
1: Becky, not Terry. Terry Becky, can't. Do
0: much. I feel like Becky tries to call Hopper, but she also still doesn't know who he is. But I, I do get the logic of being like, we need to find out she's okay. Hmm. But also, it's just weird that she does it the same day. Yeah.
1: Interesting. What date was that one posted out of interest? Um,
0: so, this was posted just as four years ago.
1: Okay, so that's potentially just before... Let's say just before season two, then. It's just then. before
0: season two, yeah. Um, And people are saying, I think... I think if Brenner were actually concerned about Terry talking to Hopper, he would have sent over the lady to kill Terry. Otherwise, what's the point?
1: Yeah, that is, that's the point. I think Brenner yeah. is someone that... Brenner's not stupid. He's going to cover his tracks.
0: Yeah. And if says, he thinks
1: for a second that even though he knows that Terry can't do much, so to speak, Mm. Um, if he thinks for a second those powers could still be there, if she tries to find her Mm -hmm. mum, that they can communicate in some way, then I think he would kind of go,
0: goodbye, Terry. Yeah, (laughs) see, this is really interesting because it says... um, you could argue that it would be very suspicious. So, this is the original poster said you could argue that it would be very suspicious if they killed her. So, maybe Dr. Brenner's team figured it'd be better for Joyce and Hopper to hear a lie to try and throw them off them to find out Terry had died recently, which might have made them more determined to find out the truth. It's possible um, they yeah. killed her. Yeah, exactly. And then this is obviously not before season two because it says it's possible they killed her after this visit, but we won't know for sure. And then someone replies and said, I did think about that before posting, but I think Benny getting killed outright for no reason proves otherwise. Are, these are people who think their government contracts, or in fact they are the government, I'm still not sure which at this point, will keep them safe regardless of how they do and how fishy it looks. They killed Benny simply because he interacted with the girl, and instead of sending literally any other female employee the company has, one that Eleven doesn't know perhaps, they send Agent Frazier. And because they send her, they know Eleven is going to run, so they have to send guards and such. And because of that, Benny has to die because why would a lady from social social services have armed guards who are going to physically restrain the kid? Um, It's saying there's lots of incompetence and laziness in that decision and I think he would handle the Terry situation similarly. And I find that really interesting because, yes, Mm. they kill Benny for absolutely no reason, but why did he send someone that Elle is going to know? And also, surely if Hopper can find Terry... Mm. Brenna knows she's still alive. Why is she still alive?
1: The only thing I can think of then is because he has done all the damage he can do to her, essentially. She can't interact. She can't do anything. She essentially has to live through... If you think about when Eleven sees her... Why don't I call her Eleven? When Elle (laughs) sees her um, memories, I guess, it's like the same things over and over that breathe sunflower, and it's just... Yeah, she's, she's stuck in that He's he's essentially killed her without killing her And she has to live with that Which I guess in his mind is almost worse than death
0: Yeah, it's an interesting theory Because I think it mm-hmm. kind of I think a lot of, especially in season one and two was There was a lot of you don't know who you can trust Yeah And I think Becky is definitely an interesting mm. An interesting one. That's a theory. What what do you... How many Demogorgons out of five Demogorgons do you rate?
1: I'm going to give that one a reluctant one, but I wish it was a four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it a two. I feel like if I had read that directly after season one, I would have given it like a 4.5. I'd have been like, yes, I love this. This sounds really cool. But obviously I think looking at it now and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two because the situation's weird so I'm gonna give it a two but yeah I wish it was a four
1: so this one really annoyingly has been deleted but I think I can kind of figure out what's going on through the comments okay so this was posted literally I think it's the username has been deleted as well it was posted by bracket deleted close bracket (laughs) Um, on the 9th of August, 2016. So this is literally just gone. And this one was 11 will die by using too much of her powers slash her powers suck the life out of her.
0: That's so interesting because of season three. Yeah. Continue.
1: So literally the only part of this I can see is so I have a creepy theory about 11 and then it goes Deleted. Um, but then (laughs) yeah, it's so irritating but for me it's the comments that are really interesting because some of the things they're picking up and this is also by someone that's been deleted as well and said what if the others aren't dead and each one opens a different parallel dimension (gasps) with a different creature that somehow mirrors the test subject
0: that would be so cool yeah oh my god if there's like 11 potentially if l's the last one 11 different universes yeah oh my god because cali's would just be whole massive illusion and that would be so trippy there is another theory on there which i
1: can kind of tie into this um which was about the multiverse but actually says what you just said there that there are We're well. I'm gonna say we're. It makes more sense that we're currently in the eleventh time of this happening, and then it does say on there about the thing that they didn't factor in was like Mike coming to save her that day and doing this and doing that and doing that. Um, so we can kind of tie it in that way. But it would be really cool. Then some of the other comments are someone else has said, "What if one of the former test subjects is the monster?" Um, yeah,
0: I've, I've had that theory of, like, what if the Demogorgon is number one? Yeah.
1: What's also very interesting is it says here, just a guess, that it seems like she could have a rival as one of the other test subjects for the next season, someone with a less kind personality. It'd be really sad if using her powers lowered her life expectancy, but it makes sense if they did that given the nature of her powers. And if you think about what's actually said in season two, uh, Callie... Arguably the yeah. rival test subject in a sense. Yeah. And then him looking at her, or um, well in like the mind illusion saying, You have a wound, a terrible wound.
0: That, yeah, that's so interesting. Mm. I really like that idea. I would love the idea that there are 11, either this is the 11th cycle, or mm. there's 11 different test subjects. I would love that.
1: Yeah. It's. Yeah, a lot of... I'm really annoyed this one isn't there (laughs) Um, because a lot of the comments are very mixed They're saying that you bring up really good points. Um, This person said, well, if if she's still alive after what, at the end of the first season, I assume she's fine. I mean, she used so much power she vanished along with the monster. If she can recover from that, I don't see why it would lower her life expectancy. But you bring up a good point regardless. Oh, nevertheless, sorry. But I just think knowing what we know about season two what's been said that... Yeah, it, it was illusion, Brenner. But surely that isn't coming out of nowhere.
0: Like, no. That comment.
1: Like, does Callie know something? And obviously we know um, the mind flayer clearly wanted her for something in season three, whether it was to make a point or whatever. And then the bite, her power was completely drained. She was not well in that situation. So I, I don't know. I, there could be something in that.
0: What if
1: Mm. you
0: can only safely Mm. interact with the monster that Mm. is in your parallel universe? Yeah. So her being bitten by Mm. the Mind Flayer took her powers because that is not the monster of her dimension. Yeah. So she has the Demogorgon, Mm. but the Mind Flayer attacks her. Yeah. She can't defend herself. Her powers get taken away. Mm. And then what if Will... I know where you're going with this. What if Will... What if he also has the powers? Yeah. And his is the Mind Flayer. I mean, I have
1: said multiple times, I, I would love it if Will was the Mind Flayer. Because he reacts so differently to Billy, that Will, in a sense, he he can't hold back from it, but he's quite calculating that words. Well, Billy is predictable,
0: and, and Billy is killed and completely taken over by it. Will is able to fight almost as if that's like you know, dem- the mind flare attacks. Hmm. The mind flare attacks L. Yeah. So. Then her powers are taken away, but she's able to easily fight the Demogorgon. The only thing that slightly goes against that is that if the Demogorgon did take Will in season one, like we think it did. Yeah. He was able to get away from the Demogorgon, whereas that wouldn't have been his monster. Um, but if you think about it in the
1: comics, if we're taking them as canon, for example, what do we see at the end of
0: the Will comics? The Mind Flayer. The what if the mind flare is the biggest one then? So it kind of makes you, if you're in that dimension, you're sort of in, you're like, invulnerable to the rest of the monsters. Whereas mm-hmm. Elle's only ever been in the Demogorgon version, yeah. So she isn't invulnerable to the other one.
1: It's interesting. As I said, I am very annoyed Aww. that this theory is not on there like properly. Yeah. But it would be really cool. And once again, that is one that. If this was predicted immediately after season one, like pretty much immediately, then, I mean, it all does tie into, though, the idea of stuff that's been there from the start, deep-rooted, stuff like that would be deep-rooted from the start. Yeah, it's been there since
0: the beginning, which is what they've said for season four. Yeah. I don't think you realise how much I'm in love with the idea that each number had their own universe.
1: That wasn't even the creepy fury that was deleted.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, actually a bit obsessed with that. Yeah. That it, would be so cool.
1: It does make sense, then, why L has her own void.
0: Like, yes. if you think about the way
1: we see that, arguably... I mean, I'm not presuming Will's a number. I feel like we would know if Will was a number. But if you think, oh about no, I don't Hal, think he's a number, but I do think no. he has powers. Yeah, but if you think about how L, when she she does the same eye thing when she's searching, yeah. when she's in the void, her eyes move. Hers is just black, isn't it? A black void. Will, when his moves, is or it was when the mind flare was there, it was the memories and the tunnels all moving around. So do, do they all have their own void? I mean, regardless, the theory was. Is it killing El?
0: <laughs> but is it like tunnels and they're all connected? Like all the universes are connected? Mm. I know that's not the theory. I also do think that maybe the powers, because we, I think we've said before that like her bleeding, we don't know why she's bleeding and no. what it causes and is it dangerous and these, yeah. you know, the different things, you know, because the more she uses her powers, she'll bleed like out of her ears and out of her eyes. So yeah. I, I think they obviously are doing some damage, but I've kind of now latched on to the idea that, the, that the, they all have their own different universe and they're, like, branching off yeah. vines. Well,
1: well, in terms of the RL's powers slowly killing her, how many how many demigorgons have we given that out of five? Um, 3.5. I'm going to go with a four with this one, only because I think we've said before, and as you just said about the bleeding things, not quite being right I do think the show will end tragically I do but I think it will be more of a hero's death if yes. they kill like her like season 1
0: like a throwback to yeah. the way she doesn't die in season 1 yeah
1: if she dies I mean she might not Um, but there we go I think it, it, it makes sense and no doubtfully if they are slowly killing her they will find a way to save her you know typical media stuff but I, I'm going to go for four. I would not not like the theory, but I, I think for a theory from five years ago, it kind of still holds up. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, it definitely does hold up. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. This is one that I think is really interesting. And I think if you look at a lot of the influences of Stranger Things, this could fit. Um, So this is one that was five years ago, so this would have been 2016 as well, Um, and they said that they just finished the series last night and struggling to conceptualise the idea of the upside down, Um, so I read some- trying to conceptualise the idea of the upside down. I have some theories of my own, however, when I began reading several of the posts, I began to recreate- my own image and understanding. So could this could so this someone has said could they make a mega thread of what the actual actual upside down is essentially. So someone called Bass Beer in N Babes shout out um replied with this with my question is how is there only one monster in the whole upside down? There's an egg so obviously there should be more. The theory I pose is that the whole town of Hawkins is under MKUltra engineering. Everything that happened in the show is exactly as Brenner planned. That's why the survivors were allowed to get away and why Joyce and Hopper are let free instead of being killed. The idea that everyone is part of the experiment and that things are only going to get weirder. I'm not, and then they've said they're not. Not sure they buy into the parallel universe faction. I'm under the impression that the upside down is actually more of like a mental manifestation than a physical one. It's like a virtual reality is being projected into being that's only visible when the person viewing it is aligned with its spectrum, which requires passing through the gate or finding an edge that allows someone to pass in To phase with the upside down. It also pushes those trapped in the upside down out of visibility to those not in phase. The reason I pose this is that the structures from our dimension still exist in that one, so obviously it's not a 100% departure from our dimension. The idea that, but the thing that I focus on the idea that the whole town of Hawkins is under MK Ultra Engineering, which if you think about season three, the Russian government, I know they weren't protect, protect, like, potentially involved with MKUltra, but they also obviously had their own stuff going on, had access to the mall and blueprints and were able to build and were able to build their own version of a lab. And how does that just And how does happen? that just happen? Like, how, why Hawkins, for Brenner to continue his experiments, I mean, in the first place, small town, middle of nowhere, why does it have a massive government... Building and then after MKUltra in real life got completely shut down, which was the late 60s, early 70s. Why is it in Hawkins where Brenner is still running a very big MKUltra, lots of experiments, massive dimension, massive gate? Like, why there? Mm. Why Hawkins? It is something that I mean, we I think we've said about this before
1: in here as well. But it is something that does make you think like. I guess, you know, it's it's small town Indiana, essentially, who's going to suspect Hawkins, Indiana, but then that makes it the perfect thing to be, like, pick there because no one's going to care. I mean, you've said before that you think post-season four or five, like, the upside down is essentially Hawkins because it's been taken off the map. Yeah, yeah, the reason why Simpsons Hawkins dome style.
0: No, but it is like the yeah. reason why Hawkins doesn't exist is because Hawkins literally no longer exists. Yeah. What if it's like one division? Oh. Everyone's like trapped in Hawkins. Oh my gosh, give me that. Like That would be so cool. Like like and that's why everyone is kind of like That's why there's, like, weird things that, like, go on, but, like, weird, like, unexplainable things and, like, people that kind of pop up out of nowhere and, like, all Mm. of these, like, oh, my God. Like, that scene
1: in the park when um, Nancy and Jonathan are there and then somehow everyone is just from the lab in some way.
0: Like, there's a scene in It, chapter two, Mm -hmm. um the movie not the book obviously um and they're all in like the i don't want to say like town square but it's where there's like a big statue of like one of the founders and it's richie um and there's a flashback and then it's older richie like bill hader richie and pennywise is there and he's going like i know your secret and then everyone in the background is like just swaying like this Mm -hmm. and It's really creepy and unsettling, but it's like this whole town is under control of this evil being, Mm -hmm. which is it. Yeah. Um, And then you leave Derry and you forget. You forget you were ever there. You forget what Derry was. It's a way to get Callie back. Yeah. As well. It is. And, like, what if you... Like, what if it's under this type of thing? Obviously, the buyers have now moved. Mm. And from what we can gather, they haven't completely forgotten about no. Hawkins.
1: But then the buyers are in a special... Special? I just an Australian. And they're in a... The, the buyers are in a special situation where they have both Will and L there. So I think if they mysteriously forgot... And I mean, I also... I'm going to take a wild assumption that they are still not okay wherever they are. <laughs> like, yeah. things are not going to be normal. Like, if they're just, like, no. laying down, I don't know, on a beach or something, why are they going to oh, be doing that? that
0: would be really interesting, wouldn't it? If they were, you know, near a, near a beach. Anyway. But I, I think that could be a really cool theory. Like, the idea that there's parts of Hawkins that are just under control... Um, and I mean, that could explain why Becky calls the police, why they send specific people to Benny's, Hmm. like, why everything feels connected, like, we don't know, like, backstory stuff. Obviously, we know people can leave, Dustin goes to camp, like, we know people can leave Hawkins, Hmm. but I I do find it, like, interesting. There is something off about Hawkins as a place. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think that could be really cool as a theory, like mm. doing some kind of experiments It would be quite cool, I think. Yeah. We know Stephen yeah. King, King is an influence and we also know Age of Ultron, which is the first film with Wonder in it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? G- give me Wonder in Hawkins. Like, like, <laughs> just Elizabeth a- Olsen.
1: <laughs> just Elizabeth Olsen just turns up.
0: And, just, and Paul Bettany. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Who is it White Vision at this point? Who even Who knows? knows? <laughs> and just no one questions it. They're just like, oh, it's just a white, it's just our new neighbor
0: Wonder. I think we can say that the the thing with Hawkins is that it was not Elle, it was not Will, it was not Brenner.
1: It was actually it, it Wanda.
0: <laughs> no. Oh it was actually Agatha all along. It was
1: Agatha all along. Long. Anyway, okay.
0: <laughs> So, <laughs> How many Demogorgans? I'm going to rate that one like four. M- not because I think it's legit, but because I feel like there could be something weird about Hawkins in general. I feel like yeah. Hawkins could be blown off the map potentially. I do mm. think there's more dodgy people in Hawkins, which was proven in season three mm. with like the mayor and everything. Um, and also I really love the idea. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it four Demogorgans Demagl- out of five. I'm going to do like I did on the
1: first one and i'm going to go in the middle with a 3 no? not because i don't like it but because i think i'm going to play it safe i'm going to go down yeah. the the coward route <laughs> I'm and, not. and go i would i would like it to happen i don't know if it will be as extravagant as that that no. i think it will be in a more simplified sense in sort of yes. a it it's more to do with l and the lab rather than the entire town so to speak but I I I would like it
0: maybe Ted Wheeler isn't actually just like unaware maybe Ted Wheeler's in a trance because of Agatha (laughs) because of Agatha (laughs) there we go what a crossover What a a fanfic ready to be written
1: so there is one more one more theory on our list um it's the same theory but it's been posted twice on there at both from 4 years ago. So I think these are both these are both post season 2. Let me see how far from. Sorry. I'll say the beginning. These are both post season 2. Yeah, they've got October and November 2017. Um they say it's a joke. I don't know if it is because it stresses me out from day to day and it's one we've mentioned before, but the idea that um it is all a massive D&D game. Um, so I'll start with the nearest one first. So they have gone with, their idea, first of all, is that why they think it's just a game of D&D. It's because there is a moment in season two, and we're in the tunnels. It says, Dustin was described as a bard of the party. In D&D, bards have a power called speak with animals. You can comprehend and communicate with animals. You're able to ask questions and receive answers from the animals. If an animal is friendly to you, it may do some favour or service for you. In season two, when they're in the tunnels, we see, and they've put a little screen cap here, says, hey, it's me, it's me, it's just your friend, it's Dustin, will you let us pass? And then he gives the Musketeers bar, and off they go, he's done a favour.
0: That is their argument for that, that there Because that actually shouldn't work. He shouldn't be able to give a Three Musketeers bar to an animal which is so brutal and willing to kill hmm. as the demogorgon is yeah and yeah okay fine he had it as a baby yeah, like he but like i feel like the demogorgon isn't going to be thinking yes that's dustin he's going to be thinking i'm a demogorgon and i want to kill and also steve's covered in blood at that point so there's
1: no reason then why why that could happen? I mean, the comments they're saying, according to an interview on Beyond Strange Things, the Duffer um, Brothers could actually pull out D D manuals to flesh out their ideas. The mind film was really called the Shadow Monster. Then they went to the book to look something up and relate it to the D D theme. So it could be. I mean, we know that D D has been a massive influence throughout, yeah. like a huge and like the, anyway.
0: u- the Upside Down is a part. Like it, it is a thing in D D, you know, and like. I will say, though, it was originally called The Nether.
1: So that also ties in
0: with that comment of, you know, maybe they've
1: just looked it up and thought, actually, you know what, it it, it makes sense to tie that across. Um, But that is their opinion on that thing. It does also say as well... (laughs) a lot of people in the comments going speak final is a low level skill that could be used by a few classes but, yeah, but the main point is it's a very D&D moment so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so regardless you know what I mean it's it, it's a moment that can tie into that um, but yeah this person also said that obviously the way their classes also react to their personalities which we've spoken about before yes. we've spoken about the parties and how they actually relate to their d things d things Dustin being a bard Lucas is a ranger Mike's paladin uh, Will's a cleric or a wizard how it's he, he He Will seems to change yes sometimes he's a wizard sometimes a cleric I think he's currently a cleric but let let him do what he wants he's been through enough <laughs> anyway uh, the second supporting thing was also posted four years ago Um, this one was on the 9th of November so a few days after Stranger Things Day cute um, so their, <laughs> their title is Hawkins is setting of a campaign of a tabletop RPG being played by off-screen players. We are watching a game complete with... Um, I'm not going to even attempt pronounce that word. Sionists. Sci- S- scientists, scientists. Yes. Uh, Demogorgons and mind players. <laughs> An odd moment of game mastering a game. When a character dies, you somehow have to keep them playing. They've sort of done this with Will. There is... Um, Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Also, there is magic. There are side quests. Mike... No, sorry. Max even tries to talk about her role in the group. Um, a la Street Blues is maybe a bunch of kids go on a table. One playing Will, one playing Mike. So many actions sound like they could be playing out in D- D&D terms
0: too. Uh, that I'm going to shoot the demigod with my wrist rocket. Um, and then the GM... Yeah. Would be like, I'll say 20 for a hit that does any appreciable damage, shows that the roll is actually 17. And then the game master would be like, it does nothing. The beast is still coming. And then another player, which would be L, would be like, I have an idea. Yeah. There is a, there is a
1: theory that it's been played a few times that Will, um, if we're going real Will um, in terms of this, um, is playing L. That's something that has been floated around. As I said, they say it's a joke. But I also hate that this person in the comments says that could be last scene we see. The game is getting up from the table to get on their bikes and go home. Uh, Don't do it.
0: Yeah. My favourite comment is it says, I hope they don't do this. And someone's put, no way they do anything that lame. The whole thing was just a dream or a role playing game. Fans would have no choice but to kill them. (laughs) Roll for it. I think um, it would be I think it would be really interesting I've never really thought about the concept that people outside are playing no. the game I've, I always thought it would be them, them playing their own campaign yeah from the start of season one hmm. um, <laughs> the last episode it zooms out and it's just Matt and Ross it's Matt Ross and Sean Levy just playing D&D um, please do that not do that that feels even worse that, that, that even would be worse. the worst thing <laughs> I, 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 I'm not I can't do it um, we've said before it would be cool if they've been sat on it the whole time, mm. but also I would I would hate it. Like I, they say yeah, it's a jokey one, but it is genuinely like my biggest fear—a deep-rooted fear. like a right, deep- that, that's, that's my terrible wound. Yeah, that's my terrible wound. That uh, it's going to end with it all being a D and campaign. It frustrates me how much, or like it scares me, I should say, how plausible it is. Mm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's... There are so many things that could make it work. But then, at the same time, there are many things against it. I think it's a bit of a cop-out. It is a cop-out ending, if they do that. It is a cop-out ending. But then, I, I never actually thought of the idea that there's the odd moment of when, like, a DM or someone is, like, playing it, and then the character dies, but you have to somehow keep them involved. I never thought of that, but actually... How does Will come back twice? It also explains the how he is conveniently
0: able to get away mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're like,
1: no, you have to keep him. Yeah, like because it's
0: hard. Like I've obviously DM just the one campaign of the Hunt for the Hassel Hydra, mm-hmm. the series that we're doing in here, and like <laughs> it was that time when we were playing, and that was like because there was only two of you. And you have to, like, change the amount of people that you're going to encounter to fight because otherwise you stand no chance. Yeah. I will say spoilers for later on, though.
1: There was one moment where I generally do not know how we did it
0: still. No. like, oh, my gosh. It just missed every time. <laughs> like Every time. Um, so, yeah, I've never really thought about that. But that makes sense. Like, Lucas being like, I'm going to use my wrist rocket and then it not hitting. Hmm. Interesting. Oh my god, it stresses me out. I hate how plausible it is. It is a cop out, and I feel like Matt and Ross Duffer would know it's a cop out, and I don't. is precisely w- why they would do it then? But that's precisely why they would do it just to annoy everybody. Yeah. Please don't do that, Matt and Ross. Okay. How many
1: how many out of five are you giving that one? Oh, I hate. i just give it like four
0: because it is quite plausible, which I just I want to give it zero point five. Just one of the petals. <laughs> Just one of the petals. But it's going to have to be. It's going to be four. So I think it's quite plausible. I I think reading some of
1: the. I mean, we we've said before that we think it could be a thing. Reading some of these, especially that comment about keeping the character alive, makes me think that's exactly what they're doing. Um. So yeah, I'll go with a, a reluctant four. Maybe four point five. I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> That that's what I'm gonna go with.
0: What is your favorite theory out of the ones that we've discussed today? I do
1: quite like that one. I'm not gonna lie, I do like the idea of the D and D campaign thing. I'm.
0: I never would have thought of the Becky one. No, me neither. That that was a real big like. Oh, okay. But I think I do like the idea
1: that somehow the entirety of Hawkins is under the MK Ultra control in some sense. I think. If they can pull that off correctly, that's really cool.
0: I really like that. I really like that one, and I like the idea maybe that all the numbers have their own parallel universe.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot I mentioned that one.
0: <laughs> that would be cool too. There are loads on here,
1: so if you're interested, we can always go through some more another we can time. We'll do a part
0: two. Yeah, we'll exactly. do a part two
1: at some point. Let's yeah, let's do a part two at some point. But if you want to hear a part two, there are places you need to find us first. Obviously, um, and I'm gonna find a better way to do these at some point because I'm going to you. That <laughs> we'll, we'll settle on something eventually. we will just be playing with the system. Brilliant. For those places, those places. Meanwhile, they are Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher at Hawkins. Do you copy? Um, then you can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast, and then on Tumblr and YouTube at Hawkins. Do you copy? Find us, interact talk. We love the attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We absolutely do. I thrive on it. Absolutely do. But thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Sue Coffee Podcast and we will see you next week. Over and out.